Geekadad Ads is brought to you by Collector's King. They are always for collectors. It's a brand new product they always sell at retail. They carry all the TCGs in addition to Pokemon. Their mission is to bring more people into their hobby and provide product at fair prices. Come join the collector army and start the hobby revolution. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Collectible Kings. That's collectible with a K for information on all their online product drops. And also by Gamers Move. Get your nerd on at GamersMove.com for all video game news, esport news, podcasts, your lovely Pokédads, anything else your nerdy heart can think of at GamersMove.com. This week on Pokédads, a kind of a, a short episode. I'm I'm super sorry. I wasn't feeling well. Finn wasn't feeling well. And recording with PJ the King and trying to get everything from Salt Lake with PJ, it just didn't work out. So this episode compiles the first half meta call this week with Drew. So if you missed that out and you didn't handle it on the stream, we have it on the first part. And then the second half is our interview with PJ. So for so our chance to qualify for the ETB, question of the week will be, what is PJ's favorite Pokemon? And that will get you a chance to win the ETB and a full art Pikachu V from Brilliant Stars. I'm sorry about the length on this, but I promise we'll make it up to you next week. Deuces. going on it's not your typical meta call but we will be reviewing the top eight lists excluding the gengar rcs list because drew kennett has not posted his on any social media for anyone to uh mimic into the limitless update but we can kind of speculate what it was but we'll go ahead and basically start from the bottom and work our way to the top and see how the north american meta has kind of shifted with the presence of Mew and all of its competitive aspects that it got from Brilliant Stars and so on and so forth. So we'll go ahead and dive in. And the deck that nobody's thought <laughs> anything, uh, not, not, the deck that nobody saw coming uh, really was a combination of either Urshifu or Jolteon. And as we all know, that Jolteon is an incredibly consistent deck, so there's no reason for it not to make its way up into the cut, easily being one of the most successful decks that we've seen since its release in Evolving Skies. Now, I love the high Cheryl count, makes total sense. The one of Fan of Waves is fantastic against things like Single Strike, as well as your uh, Mew matchup, uh, mostly playing a lot of special energies like Double Turbos, and the Fusion Strike energy uh, obviously makes Fan of Waves a fantastic additive 
to this already wildly consistent deck. Uh, four Path, four Marnie, because that is the bread and butter of your Jolteon play when you want to go up against the things like your Genesects and your Crobats that are forcing you to draw with abilities on your Pokemon and stuff like that. So, GG's. Jolteon, otherwise known as the Manaphy Police, definitely showed up in a top 8 finish, and that was a fantastic. Uh, and then we're going to go look at Xander Pero, which round 1 got matched up against one of the other best North American players that we've seen, and it's in the form of a Shamansky, which is insane. Uh, unfortunately, I had to play during that round, so I wasn't able to go wander around that table and kind of see what was going on. But Xander was a part of a small group that was testing out the idea of Arceus with Path and Sydney. And for most people uh, who don't know, Sydney is a wonderful card that your opponent reveals your hand. And you can discard up to two, a uh, combination of tool cards, special energy, or stadium cards from it. So if you put down Path, and then you can prevent Mudex from being able to counter the stadium with anything they draw out of their hand. And they most certainly can't draw into anything with things along the lines of their Genesect because the path is then blocking them out. Uh, but Sydney was a fantastic little tech for the Mew matchup that most people were concerned about and it was really, really cool to see. Super consistent because you have the card search with things like Shady Dealings as well as Arceus Starbirth and just a wide variety of utility to make the games last longer, which Mew decks do not like. Uh, but GG's, this is one of the many Arceus and Teleon decks that we saw uh, come into the format. Now, I think the deck, other than Jolteon, that nobody saw coming was the combination of these different Gengar lists. Because Gengar does exist in a single strike meta, it's hard to be a wildly consistent deck. Things like the B-Barrel have made it a lot easier to draw cards with single strike decks and... Uh, Gengar does definitely seen a splash of that into its list to make it wildly consistent. Now this one runs the Luminian, which is cool because you're able to go put it down onto your bench, given that the path isn't prominent, and go find the supporter that you need for the turn. And again, I'm reiterating, but Single Strike has an issue with drawing cards and things like Luminian and things like Ultra Ball combined with Crobat are just fantastic additives, which makes Gengar that much better at doing the thing that it was the worst at drawing cards but the damage output and the dark weakness that you're swinging for is perfect for the format and having the one of stonejourner is cool too because you're able to swing into those rcs for quite a bit of damage and it throws off the prize trade quite a bit because gengar already hits about that mark with choice belt and uh without single strike energy and with single strike energy you definitely hit over that rcs mark as well so the gengar is a really good tech to counter both rcs and mew in this format the only issue was it being single strike and having issues with draw and we'll go ahead and jump into some other lists that were speculated and did well overseas but didn't really see any tournament results given that in uh, Brisbane <coughs> it was the Mew show all day long with a couple of dark things splashed in here and there uh, but we'll go ahead and take a gander at this and it's your weakness box that you, you know that Pokedad Drew is all about. Um, runs the Shady Dealings and Tele Online for maximum draw. Uh, it does run the Water Energy too, which makes the Shady Dealings and Tele Online actually an attacker, which is neat because in combination with hitting with 180 of 
uh, with the Trinity Nova and Shady Dealings hitting uh, Inteleon hitting 120 with the Choice Belt hitting 150. That's almost perfect VMAX range for a two hit, and it really throws off the prize trade because if you're hitting with either a single prizer or a double prizer like uh, RCS V Star, you're doing perfect math. Obviously, things like uh, Hyper Potion exists in this format, and Double Turbo makes Hyper Potion a lot more playable. It is important to get most one-hit knockouts, so streamlining the choice belt is great, but hitting for multiple weaknesses is much better. And what better than to use these Galarian Birds that offer up only two prizes, have great abilities allowing them to either accelerate energy into play, great with the Raihan and the Galarian Zapdos, which punishes decks for playing more than one V-card down, i.e. your Gengar lists, especially the ones that run strict uh, single-strike lists, needing to use things like more than one Gengar, Luminian, and Crobat. Uh, a lot of tech kind of built in. The Clara plays there for the baby Galarian Moltres, which is fantastic late game, being able to hit upwards of 270 without Choice Belt. And yeah, really cool list, very fantastic deck to play. I love weakness boxes, and it makes me very, very happy that Arceus is viable at making these weakness boxes even more threatening in this format. Um, we'll go ahead and kind of take a look at something very similar. Uh, it's probably very, very on par with the same list. Uh, we are seeing the cape kind of splashed into this one, which is nice. Uh, the high quick ball level ball count makes it easy to uh, achieve the shady dealings turn after turn and make sure you get your board state set up very quickly. Um, very much so the same. A couple of other things uh, definitely make this deck, put this deck at a slight disadvantage given that um, it does have such low HP so the cape makes sense. Uh, it kind of makes you stick around for a while and given that you're, uh, there are three attackers in this list that could really benefit from using cape and not be able to get one shot uh, in return from things like Mew and stuff like that. Uh, we're going to go ahead and look at the last single strike uh, Gengar list that is up in the, uh, the Limitless program. Identical. Um, Battle VIP pass. Uh, we didn't really touch on that in the first one, but it makes the deck better. It, you're able to get double dogs out uh, as well as a Gengar and maybe even just slap the Zone Jordaner down early, kind of threaten that Arceus play, um, force your opponent to kind of chase one prize while you're building up something a little bit bigger. Uh, it's really cool. I think that Gengar is so close to being on the cusp of being an ultra competitive deck, and it had a lot of promise when it came out with Mew. But Mew having Genesect just makes it that much more consistent. Um, it's a lot of fun to have these kind of conversations about the uh, format right now because there was no Mew in top eight. It was insane. It was awesome to see. Like, so many players came with Mew. I think we started day two with 32 Mew decks. And no, no, no. We started day two with um, a cut of 16 Mew decks, if I'm not mistaken. Top 64 consisted of 31. And uh, it was fantastic to see how much Mew got pushed down because people were playing so many counter boxes in the form of your Dark Inteleon uh, Arceus decks or your straight Gengars, which are all dark all day long. Uh, the Suicune Ludicolo deck, this was a fantastic final to watch. Every single card in this deck was used. The Echoing Horn was super spicy, being able to go grab things with the HP that it's necessary to swing that prize trade um, or even just add an additional uh, bench Pokemon on your opponent's side to deal extra damage with Suicune and its Blizzard Rondo. Um, I love the list. It's wildly consistent. Plays no stadium, so things like Clap Stadium definitely gave it a run for its money. 
But overall, between the combination of scoop-up net and being able to maneuver in and out of the active spot as well as boss with things like Cross Switcher, which I believe in Melanie decks is the absolute way to go. And you have extra draw with things like Fleet Footed, making this just a crazy consistent deck. I would like to see maybe a one of Path to the Peak, but the results are there, and this deck was super duper fun to watch on stream. So if you have a second, go back to the Pokemon TCD Twitch and watch that final. It was absolutely insane. It really did give Gengar a run for its money, but sometimes drawing cards is just better than manifesting a competitive deck and having to rely on evolving into a stage 2 to deal that high output is slightly unreliable, but it does make this deck that takes two and one prizes at a time very frustrating to play against, given that it has the opportunity to hit it at 300 marks just kind of out of the blue. Uh, but because we can't look at that first place Gengar list yet, I am going to have to call it here for today, but thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your time, and I love and miss you guys. Deuces. Pokedads has partnered with Ink Gaming to bring you a fantastic deal. For 10% off your entire order at checkout, use code DADSPOD10. That's D-A-D-S-P-O-D-10 for 10% off all your custom playmats, custom mouse pads, custom dice bags, and a plethora of other gaming accessories. Again, use DADSPOD10 when checking out at InkGaming.com. I drove away so slowly So much change in the car I lay awake, I'm holy Slightly afraid of the dark I heard a noise, I know I did Someone's inside of the house And I want the door, I just hope I did Find my body will bury me under the sky I wanna burn, I don't deserve Flowers and words, you'll never bury me under the clouds I used to count on myself for stability Stubborn, defiant mentality I never had insecurities killing me I wasn't rid with anxiety Buried beneath indecision and doubt They weren't living inside of me Screaming as Karras is ripping them out Nothing ever hit you like your first time Xanax couldn't make it stop before Feels like I've yet to see my worst night Panic finds you praying on the floor
I drove away so slowly. Somebody's chasing the car. I lay awake. I'm only slightly afraid of the dark. I heard a noise. I know I did. Someone's inside of the house. Did I lock the doors? I hope I did. When you find my body, don't bury me under the ground. I wanna burn. I don't deserve flowers and words. You'll never bury me under the ground. And we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed that little break. Uh, our special guest is our now our official long-term sponsor, the one and only PJ Lewis, the king of collectible kings. What's up, man? How are you? What's up, everybody? Doing well, doing well. How about you guys? So far, doing so great. Dad life. Dad life. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. Yes, sir. Um, Drew came back from uh, Salt Lake, so that was pretty good. Oh, man. Living it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's Honestly, Salt Lake's beautiful. It was such a cool destination. Didn't think I'd ever go there. Yeah, and then and you did, and then uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. But uh, I'm I'm pretty pretty excited about that. But it was beautiful. I saw some people the some videos when they got off the plane. They have like the huge glass, so you can see like the the mountains right there. So you're just like, oh shit, I'm in Utah. I'm not in a, a flat state like Illinois. You know, <laughs> <laughs> only flat in the northern section. Is it? It's a bit more. It's a bit more hilly in the southern. A, a bit. What? What? Where? Where's like you thought your stomach was gonna drop, but it never does. No, <laughs> no, I've never had that ever. Um. <laughs> all right, so it's almost been a, a year since PJ joined the podcast for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. Give or take, it was I believe it was early July. He became a sponsor March of last year, and since then he was in a shop and he moved into a different shop, and things are just going good for an entrepreneur that wants to just have his own uh, card shop. PJ, how's this year been? Oh, man. It's been real busy, but it's been been really great at the same time. So, you know, pumped for the new store. Um, just you, know, the first month in our new store was February, which is actually exactly a year from when we opened our original store. And uh, we already had a record sales month in Feb for February in our first month in our new store. So, and actually this month is actually getting ready to probably pass last month. So there'll be a new record for this month. So no complaints, no complaints. That's, that's nice. I was going to make a joke too, saying since it's the shortest month, that was like, hopefully you can just break it the next month when you have like three, four more days added onto that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, so what I want to well, start with, uh, how's, how's the new shop feel? How, how's more people are more inviting? Are they enjoying it? The space? Because I, I remember you had people a little weary at the old shop, like just to look at cars, if it was in your glass containers or anything, because they felt like they didn't have the space. But now they have so much space. Um, you're getting more people in just chilling and looking through cards for like, five hours like Drew would do if they were like, here's all these Pokemon cards for 25 cents. And Drew's like, on it. And we'll go through it all. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that Catch me there. This thing. Um, you know, we went from 
an 1100 square foot space where we had one high top table with, you know, four chairs around it um, to basically we combined two units, commercial space units into one large one. So we have about 2,900 square feet now. And like one side is like the original footprint of the store, but bigger. Mm -hmm. And then the whole other side is just the collector lounge. So that is, I mean, at any one time we'll have 15 to 25 people over there. Uh, We've got our own custom arcade game over there. We've got a TV in there with different YouTube videos and that type of thing. And then we have a foosball table. Um, And then obviously we have our five and below, our 50 cent boxes and our quarter boxes. And just having that extra space, I mean, just sales of singles from those boxes have gone up considerably. And it's kind of a meeting place, which was really cool. I mean, we had a pretty cool experience happen actually just this past Friday where I I had to drop a kid off at practice. I left the store for about 30 minutes and I came back and I walked in and the collector lounge had probably, I don't know, 12 or 14 people. And everybody had like their albums out. And what I found out was is that it was Pokemon customers that ended up, you know, I guess seeing each other every so often in the store and stuff. They all exchanged numbers and they all just decided to text each other and show up that Friday to do trading uh, to either, you know, build out their decks or also complete sets and so forth. So with that, I thought that was pretty cool and you know, everybody's just real appreciative of it. I mean, I'm appreciative of everybody being there, but it's it's kind of neat to hear people like, hey, thanks for doing this. I didn't think of doing it that way. I just was like, you know, maybe I was coming from a business sense and say, hey, we just need more space so people can actually look through these boxes on their own terms instead of thinking somebody's standing over their shoulder or coughing all over them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, but now it's kind of like turned into somewhat of a hangout too. So like you're not pressured like, hey, if you're sitting there, you know, make sure you don't hog up the table for 30 minutes or whatever. Um, but, uh, well, people sit there for hours. Look through our, I mean, we've got, if we're talking about Pokemon, I mean, we have boxes of hollows. And to be honest, we don't price each one of those out. I mean, they're all 25 cents a piece. Um, we have these, we have boxes of V, just regular V's, full arts and so forth. And, you know, just it's it's just a great experience. I think I like the collector lounge the most, and it brings a community of people in. Um, and it's amazing how many new people are still coming in. I'm like, we've been open for over a year in our old location, and here, and people are like, I never knew even knew you existed. And I'm like, wow, this is this is amazing. So, how um, what's the distance between the old shop and the new shop? Uh, it's probably about a mile, uh, a about bad. a mile and a half. Oh, okay. We're actually we're in town where we were on the outskirts of town before. Okay. Um, so hearing that with the people coming in for trade stuff, um, you have you become a professor yet so you can start having a uh, league play? I am a professor. Oh! Now, I confess <laughs> that I know a lot about <laughs> I passed the test. I did pass the test, so we are official for league play, um, and we are getting pre-release for the next set that's coming out in May. So that will be our first pre-release that we'll be getting. Um, so 
I got to actually learn a lot more about what am I supposed to do and so forth. But I did oh, pass the test. That's exciting. Nice. Uh, congrats on yeah. that. That's that's great. So our listeners in Virginia, get get ready. Get ready. The, the king's going to have some stuff going on. That's dope. So That's right. <clears throat> so a whole year has passed, and Pokemon, I feel like it's slowly becoming a little bit more normal. I was able to go to mm-hmm. Walmart today. And grab a Brilliant Stars ETB, and which we're, we're giving away on this po- um, on this stream today, uh, courtesy of the dads and the king. And I was like, I was there. I was able to grab it. It was it was fun. And I was like, I can't even remember the last time I was able to do that with any set recently. And for your standpoint, how how has it been to keep? product in or has like for you you're still been okay to selling things or do you start feeling now it's like coming where it's not like a cash grab as it was like a, say a year ago i think contrary to probably a lot of shops i think i think it's great now because before the reason why it's obviously there is you know they can't sell a etb for 70 dollars anymore and and when they can't sell it for 70 bucks then basically, you know, things do go back to normal. Um, but I think in our shop, we kind of build it that way. I mean, that was our whole model, even when it was going off before is, oh, sure. you know, wholesale, yeah. we would sell them for $40. Like we wouldn't say, oh, well, we know that eBay, they're going for 65 So let's sell them for 65 So it really hasn't affected our business whatsoever. And it's kind of where people realize that's what we were doing and the great thing about it is is that locally we have people that tell me all the time that like i just stopped going to walmart and target anymore because i know that you'll have it and you'll have it at a good price so i mean that was the plan of why we did this last year and why people like i don't think short term and say hey yeah could i get 60 or 70 bucks maybe for this one yeah, but then when you can find it in Walmart and you can start buying it for $40 again, are you going to go back to that shop that was charging you 65 or 70 Probably not. So I think it's um, something to where shops should, if you're getting these things for wholesale, you could make a 35 to 40% margin if you're selling at $40. And that's what you should be doing. So to me, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great that things are going back to normal. Um, but we're selling more normal as far as pricing is concerned. But in the volume of sales, we're actually selling more Pokemon this year compared to last year. Is it because so, you just have more product than you I think last year? It could be, we have more customers and more product. And that is why some people might have noticed that you know, we're going to try to do a little bit better job on it. Um, but online we haven't been able to post as much or any of the hot stuff because, you know, locally we can't keep brilliant stars in or the Clarion collection boxes and, you know, those type of things. So, you know, it's, it's a good thing that the local stuff is going off, but then you're always trying to say, well, I don't want to lose the online community as well. So we're trying to work towards, finding a happy medium where we can try to help some online folks as well versus just, you know, and keep the locals happy too. No, no, that, that makes sense. And the King and I have also talked to for our Patreons 
um, a way to work with that stuff too. So if you're a Pokedad Patreon, you might be able to get access to the wonderful prices that the King has out there. So, um, right. Like brilliant stars, you're selling for like one fifteen. Like that's beautiful. You, you look online and you're hardly, hardly going to see it for one fifteen right now. So, um, so you, you, you've been doing the card stuff and then you recently just got on WhatsApp, right? How, how's that? Well, actually let's, what is WhatsApp for the people that don't know what kind of, what app is it? it, and stuff? it it's what, what it's what not what not but okay. what the not what who the heck cares, I'm such right? a dad pokey dads right there there it is yeah. there's no technology that's right <laughs> uh, all it is is just an app that you can just do run online auctions on that's really all that it is. so you know i was approached by that company to do this like over a year ago when they first started mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah sure whatever and of course you know how it goes. Uh, just haven't had time to do it. Haven't had time to do it. So I just decided to do it in early February because they told me if I didn't do it in five days that they were going to cut off my <laughs> I need to kick in the pants to get on here. So I was like, ah. And it was kind of funny because it kind of coincided when we had the grand reopening like three days later. So I told my partner, I'm like, hey, by the way, after we get through this grand reopening, we got to come up with something for this whatnot stream. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? I was like, oh, I'll take care of the stream. Just uh, we got to figure out what we did. So now we've completed five whatnot streams and um, I have a lot of fun on it. Um, I kind of like yuck it up with the people in there and you know, have a good time and it's a good way to move, you know, inventory. Um, we always do like, it's called 30 for Thursday. So we put 30 cards on there, right? On Thursday at seven, it's seven o'clock uh, Eastern. And each week we try to vary it. So like one week we'll do basketball, one week we'll do football. And then you put the single up, and say, hey, this is a Kobe Bryant rookie card, and you know, let's start the bidding at one dollar. Then sometime we'll add packs to it, just kind of, you know. I'm sure there's Pokemon streams that kind of do something similar like that. Um, but yeah, so it's been very successful, and we are going to have. I don't know if it's next week because I forgot we got a um, large card show that we're going to in uh, Northern Virginia next weekend. But we will be having a Pokemon stream on whatnot here soon. So when I get the details of when we have that, I will relay it to you guys, and then we can do some cool things. So, you know, we maybe we'll put up like some alternate arts or gold cards or something for auction. We'll start them off at a dollar, but then we actually have this wheel. I bought this wheel on Amazon, and I was like, it's called the World of Fun. So I was like, oh man, that's perfect. <laughs> so you're like, so, yes, you know, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> like. We just ride on there. So, like, if you win an auction, you get a spin on the wheel. And usually the spin has, you know, different types of packs, and then there's two chasers. So, like, you know, you could win something pretty big. And it, and I just give it, you know, am I losing value on it? Maybe I'm losing a little value on it, but it's just something fun to do. So if we do the Pokemon thing, we might have, like, a bunch of, like, spots for a Fusion Strike pack or something like that. And then, like, maybe the chasers will be shining two shining fates packs or two brilliant stars packs and that will just come with whatever you know auction that you win with the card okay so you know okay. it's a pretty cool app so if we get that i'll share it with you guys and then uh hopefully we get some of the 
Pokemon peeps on the whatnot stream and we can kind of add that into maybe like a once a month stream would be dedicated <laughs> totally to Pokemon. Yeah, that'd be that'd be dope. The dads would be all on it like, um, I don't know, maybe me with a burrito from Taco Bell and for breakfast. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, you never, yeah. you don't, he never stops talking about it. They need, yeah. to, they need to sponsor the podcast or at least the uh, the new alcohol beverage. Like at least do something for us here. That's right. You should get is it, if it's a Pokemon Dad podcast. You really need to reach out to New Balance because New Balance would be the perfect sponsors for Poke Dads. I wear New Balance. They're comfy. They come in wides. When you're dead, you'll know. Eventually, you need some wide shoes. Um, but uh, that should be a sponsor that should be coming on because you can't be a dad without a pair of New Balance. Actually, I, I was going to save this for later, but uh, Drew has informed <coughs> me what Poke Dad means at regionals, and I had a good chuckle. What, what what's Poke Dads mean at regionals, Drew? Uh, Poke Dads are the dads that take their kids to these events to compete, and they also uh, play in the events, and they're not typically very good. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You said the standard, right, Drew? I, yeah. Right. I, I responded back. I was like, that's fine. Cause that's when Finn is going to, you know, be the best there ever was right there. Wow. I'm just sitting back yeah. and I like, he, he learned it from me, you know, with a tear down my eye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's then your kid me. plays Mew and you disown them. <laughs> Jeez, if Mew stole a thing from, let's say, a little salty. Eight, eight years from oh, now. It, it, oh. It it very much so will be. It's so good. <laughs> I'm super super thrilled uh, where things are going with the collectible king PJ. I'm super happy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, before we take um, much more of your time, uh, Aaron Drew, you have any questions for the card shop owner? Like like how do you run one? Do you want to run one or or anything you would like to ask PJ before we let him go? How do you sit behind the counter and not just? open packs like what what do you do to keep yourself from scratching that itch on your own inventory i obviously know like don't get high on your own supply but (laughs) what do you do well you know you think it would be pretty difficult but you know the beauty part about it is i get to go over to the lounge and watch people rip so like you're watching everybody rip and you'd be surprised how many singles that we buy in a day or a week so I'm buying pretty much – I get access to – pretty fortunate. I get access to pretty much every card <laughs> out of every set, and I can buy it. And to me, that's the cool part about it. And then just watching other people rip. So true story, I've probably – since we've opened the shop, as far as what I've ripped, I've probably only ripped five Evolving Skies booster packs out of – Anything else. I didn't rip any celebrations, haven't ripped any brilliant stars, fusion strike. So he yeah, went, so it's he did win ham on uh, vivid voltage though. Those build and battle vivid voltage for the charge. Oh, there. but technically I think I ripped that before I right before yeah. I opened the store. Yeah. Right before yeah, it doesn't count. Doesn't count then. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's that doesn't count a thing. It's a technicality. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you come across all those singles, I mean, that's what I like. I like just the alternate arts and the collecting aspect of it. So it's like I'm collecting every day, and then I get to watch everybody else open all their stuff. So that's the fun part about it. Yeah. Does our online community have access to your singles? Uh, eventually. We are that's working on it. Yeah. Um, 
So that's that's something. And I tell you that on the singles aspect of it, like we expanded. Obviously, we have the five and below and everything else, the lower end stuff in the collector lounge. But like our showcase, we actually have a full 70 inch um, showcase that's dedicated just to Pokemon. And we're actually adding another showcase, another 48 inch showcase to that because we probably daily sell five hundred to a thousand dollars of Pokemon singles out of the showcases. That's insane. Uh, actually pretty pretty crazy. So, you know, and the showcases are always filled with alternate arts, full art Vs, like the, you know, the higher end ones, uh gold cards, uh rainbows and we do have some slabs and, stuff, and, and trainers. Obviously, the female trainers. Nobody wants to buy the the, the male trainers. But, you know, female <laughs> trainers they go right out the door for some reason. Yeah, you're so. not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> but um, to bring it up as what Drew said, we are working on it with the king, uh, where regionals are coming up, and we, we can use the king's resources for those easy or whatever affordable V cards to make sure you can build that sweet coon deck that everyone's playing right now. So, um, we'll, we'll get that, we'll get that situated. Um, Aaron, do you have anything? Um, I have one question, but I just wanted to say, cause I never had a chance to really say it, but I've always appreciated that you have always kind of kept your prices fair, especially, you know, during the last couple of years where everything's been so overpriced. Honestly, I'm, that's one of the things I'm happy about having you as one of our sponsors. It's just the fact that you've always been about everybody and not just about the money, which is awesome. Um, but other than that, my only question I have for you is who is your favorite Pokemon? Oh, boy. You say Charizard, the podcast is over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no more sponsorship. He's like, he's like, it's the one that makes me the most money. Of course, you'll say Charizard. <laughs> no, actually, you know, it's going to be pretty lame, but um, I collect uh, Charizard slabs. So, like, oh, okay. I just pick up if I can get a PSA 10 at a good deal. Usually, if I don't have it, that one goes into my collection. And, I mean, that's kind of lame. I mean, I, no, you I- know, could have said Squirtle or something like that, but. I mean, you, Rick says Via Plume, or says fucking Charizard. I say Via Plume, so yeah. it's all good. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just go with Rick. But I appreciate it, though. I, you know, like I said, it's I try to run the shop based on if I was a customer and I wanted to be a collector and go into a card shop. So if I feel comfortable, if I would go into a shop and buy it for those prices, that's essentially how we price things and how we set things up in the shop. So, Which is you awesome. Know, appreciate that and you know i enjoy i enjoy just just the atmosphere and the relationships that we create with people and you know i just i like the sports card world i love the pokemon world um and i just think it's you just gotta have fun with it and i I think if you do that and you treat everybody right then you'll you'll make you'll make the money that you want to make i mean it's not about trying to gouge somebody once or twice and then think you're always going to be able to do that. That doesn't happen. It's proven at this point right now. You can't gouge anybody anymore and have a successful business with it. So you got to do the right thing. If you do it enough times and you know, everything will turn out the way you want it to turn out. Yeah. I would agree. Ah, no. Awesome. You win green. Best color. Um, PJ, thank you so much for uh, taking your time and, 
catching up with the dads. We appreciate you. You appreciate the the support you've given the dads the past year, uh, especially with the conventions and stuff like that. We we look forward to September. This is going to be a good time. We'll keep up everyone updated with the singles um, league play when he starts running that, when he's allowed to start running that. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it was good, PJ. Let's do it. Here's to another another year and hopefully another 10 years and then we'll be pokey granddads or something like that. Oh, God. That sounds terrible. <laughs> pokey dads. The next generation when our kids take over. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate it, guys. You all take care. Thank you, buddy. You too. Thank you.